Welcome to Fireside Nets with Sven and Pete. It is Monday, October 9th, and it is halftime of the Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Lakers preseason game. Numero uno for the Nets. I, I think the Lakers played uh, a few nights ago against the Warriors, but 61-75 at halftime, Pete. A lot to talk about. What are we getting into first? A, a lot of ways we can go here, but I, I think there's one storyline that uh, we'll probably want to start with. Yeah, uh, Lonnie Walker was amazing, right? I think everyone knows that's the main story. <laughs> the the question, ahead. Pete, is is he back? Uh, I think so. I think it, it's so hard because the fan in me is like, yes, yes, we might have a good year. He's back. But then the rational side of me is like, bruh, you got to, like, relax. It's, it's, it's fucking preseason. But it's so hard to, like, not get excited, right? I agree. Um, I'm going to say this. And this was my re- – you asked – you texted me. You're like, is he back? And my response yeah, was yeah. he's he's close, right? The plays that we've seen him make, going to the rack, using his body against guys like LeBron, against guys like Jackson Hayes, and finishing is something that we did not see last season. And the first touch of the game, he took it to the rack, and, and he got a bucket. And everyone went nuts. Now, he hasn't played a ton. Um, I've noticed that Jacques Vaughn has really tried to put him in there with scorers. So he's played a lot of minutes with Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't, I, I forgot who's calling this game, but they made it a point to say that Ben Simmons hadn't played without Ken Thomas until that last stretch in the second yeah. quarter. Um, I thought that was interesting. Look, I, look, we've seen a, a few layups. We've seen one thunderous dunk, which was awesome. That was like, okay, his, his athleticism is back. We did see a sloppy turnover on a fast break that, you know, he he got a little too fancy with it. There was no right. He was doing some hot dog dribbling stuff and then threw it out of bounds. And we've seen, you know, a mid-range miss. But you texted me. You said you you were glad he shot that mid-range shot. Um, Shows he's not nervous to take a shot like that. Is there anything else that we want to talk about with, with this dude, Ben Simmons? It's still early. But um, I kind of have two check marks with Ben, right? And I think every Nets fan should have two check marks with him. First, is he aggressive, right? Is he driving? Is he afraid to take the contact? We saw him get uh, at least what? At least two and ones, or is it one and one? I think he got two and ones. Yeah. So you're happy to see that. But now the second question, which is going to take time, is can he do this over the season, or is this just going to be a you know a two week stretch, a month, two months? stretch like that's that's my issue i'm not gonna feed too much into the negative or positive but man the fan inside of me is so fucking happy we have a chance 10 points four of six from the field two of four from the free throw line he's got 10 points at the half uh three assists one rebound and one steal um overall the nets aren't playing terribly they started the game i really i I know you had missed a little bit of the start but right away, Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, and Spencer Dinwiddie were the first three guys to score. Uh, Mikhail got in there. He got a mid-range shot. And then Claxton eventually rounded it out. So I like that all five scores 
um, starters scored pretty quickly. You like to see that. Dinwiddie off the ball has been interesting. I, I thought that on offense he looked a little lost at times, um, but he ends up with 12 points, four of five from three, four of five from the field, bailed out the nets at the end of the shot clock on a few uh, – one three was off the dribble and then two threes were off the catch and shoot, and then he hit a huge three towards the end of the second quarter. Um, what do we think about Dinwiddie playing off the ball thus far, Pete? Yeah, it's nothing new. I told you. Nets fan. I, so if you watch the show, like I've told you, he's going to be good in the corners. He's going to be good on the catch and shoot. That seems to be his best shot. Everyone says, oh, it's ISO. It's ISO. Yes, he's he's one of the best players in isolation in basketball. But really, for the Nets, his role should be that corner guy, right? It should be CJ and him in the corner. I'm happy with how he played. Very interesting that Cam Thomas at the start in there. I've been kind of debating, do you start Cam? Do you start Spence? And then they start both. That was wild. What do you think? I had seen um, on Twitter that Darius Baisley had some run with the first unit. So I thought maybe he would start. I really like his game. I know he's only played three minutes and hasn't done much. I was surprised that Cam got the start. But I think that's Jacques Vaughn showing us what he's saying in the media, right? Cam's growing up. He's, you know, uh, he's complimenting him a ton. He's saying he's putting in the work. And none of that would mean anything if he didn't play. So I think the fact that, you know, Cam Johnson obviously would be our fifth guy. The fact that we're throwing Cam Thomas in there, still still Cam, just different last name. Um it's showing the trust that Vaughn has, you know, in Cam Thomas. And I I think that him and the Nets, they're going to give it one more go go around to see if he can be that that leader in this young Nets organization. Oh, absolutely. And fans have been clamoring for this for how long? And you know what? I've been one of the people kind of against it. And I uh, I got to take a little I got to take a little shit here. Right. Looks like he played good. And my mind kind of been uh, been my mind was kind of unlocked a little bit seeing the possibilities of Ben and Cam playing together, Cam Thomas playing together. That was interesting. I don't know if I'd want to do that every night. Lakers are a big team, so we're kind of seeing like there's going to be some struggles when you're going to be playing big teams, and maybe you don't want Cam at the shooting guard. But overall, I can't be mad at this, right? This guy's performing well, and if he performs well, he's playing well for my team even if it is against my uh, initial idea or whatever. So here's what you like. Here's what you don't like. Cam Thomas, nine points. He's our third leading scorer at halftime. Three of six from the field, one of three from three, two of two from the line. He's a minus 13. That's the worst on the team. Told you. Defensively, him and Dinwiddie are not great defenders, but at least Dinwiddie has a little bit more size than Thomas, right? Or are they the same height? So Dinwiddie no, he's one taller. Yeah, Dinwiddie's 6'6", and Cam Thomas, if I believe I am correct, is 6'4". Well, they have him listed as 6'3". I think he's 6'4". ESPN has has him listed as 6'3". But you can see D'Lo got off to a ridiculous start, just just hitting threes left and right. D'Angelo finished with 14 points at the end of the first half, 5 of 8 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3. He was just toying with Dinwiddie when Dinwiddie was on him. And that's something that, you know, if the Nets are going to pride themselves on defense this year, they can't let up 75 points uh, to a Lakers team. Yes, there's LeBron, there's AD, there's Austin Reeves. I am not someone who is really high on this Lakers team. 
Um, I'm just not. I I, I think I that it. in the West, in my opinion, they're going to be the fourth or fifth best team. Uh, LeBron's up there in age. AD's great. I think AD's the best player on the team, but I just don't like they're them to me. They're not scoring 75 points against the Warriors, um, the Kings, rather the Grizzlies, these, these really good defensive teams in the West. So I don't know that that was a little disappointing that we, that second quarter, especially we kind of just folded, uh, and, and let up what, what they, what they put up in the second quarter, Pete, do you have it in front of you? Uh, let me see what the Lakers put up in the second sec. I do have it in front of me. Actually, they put up 41 in the second quarter, 41 to the Nets, 26. And that was after the Nets climbed back into the game at the end of the first quarter. So that's not my favorite thing in the world. Lakers are, are shooting very well from three. Uh, Rui Hachimura is leading the way with 14. The Lakers are 12 of 29 from three. They're 52% from the field. Uh, we're shooting 44%, and the Nets are 7 out of 19 from three. So that's huge. Lakers have 30 rebounds. The Nets have 17 rebounds. Uh, 16 assists for the Lakers, 9 assists for the Nets. That's what we're seeing thus far. Yeah, uh, I will say this. I don't know how much you want to stock you want to put into this. The Lakers kind of started, I think, a day or two ahead because, remember, they did play the Warriors in Abu Dhabi. So they yep, had a couple more training camp days. They've been a little more. I don't know how. Like I said, do you split stock into that? I'm not sure, but they do have a little bit of a head start on the Nets. I I also just think from a matchup standpoint, this is the ultimate big versus small, right? Like once Dayron Sharp got hurt, and you know, really hope he gets better soon. He's essential to this team's core. We need him as our backup five. Um, you saw Dennis Smith Jr. was getting switched on to AD. You saw ridiculously smaller players on the Nets covering Rui Achimura. Uh, this is a tough matchup for us, just from a size standpoint. So, And also, if D'Lo is going to cook you in the first quarter, and then in the second quarter you're going to get cooked by size, um, that's going to be tough to make up. Let's get to some of these guys, Pete, that have come off the bench. Uh, I was going to say, let, seen... me get, let me say one more thing. I'm sorry. Let yeah. me say one more, one more thing. Before you go to that, are you concerned at all with um, the defense giving up the threes, the rebounding still being an issue? On defense, we see more of the same. Is that an issue or is it still too early? I think I think defense is something that we're going to have to figure out in the beginning of the season. That's not really something you can simulate. Like me, The Nets can't simulate LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They just can't. So those, those are things that are, you're going to have to work out in the beginning of the season, and there are going to be struggles. It's not, like, it's not like this defense is going to come together, Pete, and stop the, the, the best offenses in the NBA. I don't expect that. What I expect is, over time, Mikhail, uh, uh, Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, all these, all these guys, they're going to figure out their identity defensively having Ben back. Because that's the, the different variable, right? Last season – Without Ben, they were, uh, you know, a hustle team. They were um, an irritant, but they were missing that key piece. And if you can have Ben, Claxton, and McHale playing great defense each night, that can make up for guys like Cam Thomas and Spencer Dinwiddie who are, no, who are not known for their defensive prowess. Yeah, uh, I think you're wrong with that. I think this team is going to be successful, even if Ben is good. 
they're going to need to be a top five defense in my mind. And But you are right. Yes, this is not going to happen tomorrow. Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take time, maybe even months. And sometimes you just see a team randomly just click at the right time. Maybe it'll happen with the Nets. I'm not sure. But uh, well, I'm good. I'm ready to go to the new guys. If you Also, are. keep in mind that once the season starts, you're going to have Cam, Cam, Cam Johnson in Cam Thomas' spot. Absolutely. So that's also going to give you size and versatility on defense. You're not going to be as small. At the end of the day, if Spencer Dinwiddie is your smallest player in that starting five, that's pretty good. But the way you, ha- you had to play Cam Thomas, and, and right away you were, you were down uh, in height. Um, only thing I want to touch on in the starting lineup, kind of wish Mikael Bridges touched the ball a little bit more. Me too. You know, every time he's, he's touched it, he's looked to be aggressive, but I, I get Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons being aggressive out of the gate. Let's not forget this is Mikael Bridges' team. He needs to get it. You know, he should be the guy with, with 12, 10 points. Um, right now he has eight. He's two of seven from the, from the field. But I, I, I look to see him touch the ball more in the third quarter. All right, let's get to this bench, Pete. Talk about which player you were most excited to see and why. Uh, this guy, I like this guy when they signed him. He was our priority, uh, according to Sean Marks. Dennis Smith Jr. was very, very nice on defense. Obviously, there was a couple mismatches. You mentioned with uh, with a couple switches, but uh, I like the intensity. I just like the intensity. I like uh, guys being pressured. He's up in people's faces. You know, I don't know how, how many minutes did he even play. He didn't play that many minutes, but I did like uh, what I saw. I have it in front of me. He played seven. There you go. Yeah. He missed two shots, minus four on the plus minus. But uh, I just like the intensity because overall, I think this team needs it. But, uh, yeah, that would be my pick. Who's your guy? Um, Before I get to my guy, I agree with you. His jumper is ugly. He has an ugly-ass jumper. Uh, he missed a three. I think he missed a midi. Uh, I'd like to see him get better at that. I, I want to back a point guard who can not only defend but can score a little bit. Here he is, starting the third quarter. Gets a layup to go. All right, Dennis Smith Jr., prove me wrong. Uh, oh my my answer – that's your guy. My answer, Pete, by the way, what college did Dennis Smith Jr. go to? NC State. Am I right? Shout out Wolfpack. You are correct. Yeah. Studying college. Um, Harry Giles, the third, coming off the bench for an injured Dayron Sharp, who, by the way, the update is he will not return with a sprained ankle. So you hate to see that. As Cam Thomas, ooh, nice little bucket, gets the and one, can push it to single digits. I like how the Nets came out in this third quarter. Uh, Harry Giles comes in. Gets fed off a Cam Thomas pass for a wide-open layup. Right place, right time. That's what good players do. And then right away, the next possession gets it, has Austin Reeves or or someone smaller on him, and gets a mid-range jumper to go. I freaked out. When was the last time we had a big man, Pete, who could consistently hit mid-range jumpers or at least had the cojones to take one? I, I can't remember. We'd have to go back a little bit. But I absolutely love as the Lakers turn it over. Uh, the minutes that Harry Giles the third gave once Dayron went out. Yeah, it was only three minutes, um, three or three. But uh, I think, like, like you said, we haven't had a big man in that kind of role, and it would be very nice to see if we could fill it out. And, man, how uh, how big of a signing would that be if he could get into that 15-minute role, like actual big man that could stretch the floor a little bit for us? I'd love it. It'd be huge. I, I mean, just when you, you take Claxton out, you have to worry about Harry Giles' offensive game. 
that would be great. Um, I, I like the signing a lot. Look, I'm one of the Nets fans, and there's many of us who have been clamoring for Marks to sign more big men. And if you take a flyer on a guy, a guy like Giles, who's really, you know, cost you nothing, he ends up being a competent backup five on your small ball Brooklyn Nets. That'd be excellent. Definitely, definitely. Any disappointment I, so far? Uh, disappointment. And I say small ball because, you know, the backup, the, the, the lineup after the starters would be a lot smaller. Disappointments, Dorian Finney-Smith just doesn't look like he belongs on this team. He's a spot-up shooter who can't really shoot it that well. He's been struggling since last season. I know he's known for, for being a drop-dead accurate uh, 3 and D guy, but I just haven't seen it. I didn't see it last season. He comes in. He immediately airballs a 3. Looked really gross. He's 0 of 3 from the field, uh, 0 of 3 from 3. Um, I was disappointed with him. Royce O'Neal has been giving the Nets some good minutes thus far. Six points in that first half. He had two huge three-pointers. They, they seem like big momentum swings. I was of the mindset, Pete, if you had asked me, like, who do I want to bring back, Royce or Darian Finney, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith? I, I kept saying, bring Royce back. Roy Royce is a guy who he was here all last season, and whatever he was asked to do, he did it. You want to bring the ball up? Okay, that's Royce. You want someone to cover your center? That's Royce. You need a game-winning tip-in? You need a hustle play at the end of the game? Royce, Royce, Royce. So – He's someone that, you know, I like that he came in. I like that he's aggressive. Uh, we need guys that are aggressive, right? Like th this team, we, we don't have a ton of isolation scores as, as Cam Thomas gets another bucket. He's having a really nice game. Uh, Royce is someone who can give us that sort of uh, unexpected scoring punch that we need from that second unit. Absolutely. It's going to be really interesting how they stagger Ben and Spence you figure one of them has to be with the second unit, right? At least a little bit. I almost don't want Spence running the offense with the second unit. In all honesty, when you're a basketball player and you have two different roles on the same team, I think that's tough. I agree. I, I, I almost rather him play all off ball and look like, cause it's funny last season, right? He was averaging 16 and 10. I'm, I'm, those weren't his real numbers, but he was getting around 14, 16 points, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. And he was averaging around 10 assists. He was one of the league leaders in assists at the end of the year. His stat line right now is 12 points, zero rebounds, zero assists. If That's that hilarious. is who we're going to ask him to be, then we kind of have to maintain that for him. So I, I get a little nervous, like being like, hey, hey, Spence, you're off the ball when you're with Ben. If he's out, you're our primary playmaker. That's asking a guy to do a lot. You're, you know, I didn't think about it that way. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, but I still um, think we could, like, crunch time lineups, I think that could work. But obviously, you know, that's only going to be, what, like three minutes a game of true crunch time. I don't think it, it affects uh, the mindset like you're saying. But I think that was a very good point. I really do. So Noah Clowney in the game now in the third quarter, the rookie getting his first look, and he immediately bobbles a pass leads to a Nets turnover and a Lakers Torian Prince three at the other end. Boy, Pete, the former Nets that are currently Lakers, Torian Prince and D'Angelo Russell, they have a combined 24 points against the Nets. Yeah, oh, man, Noah Clowney, bucket. I got to rewind that. You're a little, I think you're a little ahead of me. Oh, okay. But, um, That's kind of just how it is, though. I'm always a little ahead of you. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. piece of shit.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Uh, Clowny is not ready. I don't think I don't. I think Clowny's gonna have uh, a lot of G League time, like we've been saying. But uh, I'm really interested to see how many minutes he gets in the next preseason games coming up. And uh, I want to see some flash, right? You want to have something to kind of hold on to, you know, say like this guy's not a bust. He did this in this preseason game, or you can see the flashes right now. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't watched too much right now. He hasn't just got in. I haven't seen too many flashes coming up in the future or any flashes from, uh, was it from summer league? So his one bucket, it was an offensive rebound, a little put back, used his body, you know, Got to be able to muscle guys in the NBA. If you're a big man, that was nice to see. I agree with you. He's a project. He's someone that we're going to look. We're going to look for those flashes in this game. Look, right now, he's he's one for two, right? The bobble, the turnover, that sucked. But you get him back with the offensive rebound and the layup. Uh, do we know if Jalen Wilson is activated for this game? He is, right? Watford, Wilson. Sure. I think it's they correct. are. You look at the next one, a full court press a little bit. Oh, that was I like this. I like that. Have we missed anybody who's gotten in this game? Basley's barely played, but he had a, a rejection on, uh, I think it was Gabe Vincent, and I really like his size. And I think he's someone who, I, I texted you this, I think he might be able to kind of steal Dorian Finney-Smith's minutes. If Smith continues to struggle, Baisley's taller than him, he's younger than him, he's someone who can come in Oh, God. You know, there, there are a few things that are automatic in this world. Getting old, getting less athletic as you get older, and Cam Thomas mid-range jump shots. He's, he's deadly from the mid-range, Pete. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted Dorian Finney-Smith to be as kind of the starter coming into this year. Uh, if we had to lose a CJ or he made you know some, some whatever move, I definitely wanted him ahead of Royce. And I, I feel like I got to change my mind on that. I wonder if Dorian Finney-Smith keeps on playing like this, did we miss an opportunity to get like a first rounder or a couple first rounders? I'm not sure. Here's what you hope if you're a Nets fan. You hope that DFS picks it up a little bit in the first half of the year because you want him to get more value as someone we're most likely going to move on from. If you look at our roster, Pete, it just doesn't make sense. to I, Not even looking at Absolutely. the contracts and everything. He's someone who, him and Royce, they're, they're both similar players at similar points in their career. They can help out playoff teams. I, I look at the moves that we made, and we got guys in, in a Darius Baisley and a Harry Giles who, who should be able to steal minutes from Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, in comparison to Royce O'Neal, who gets guard minutes, who can play, you know, a guard role with a, with a Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench or, or, or Lonnie Walker or someone like that. Lonnie Walker yeah. is someone who we haven't talked about yet. No, I, what was he, like 0 for 4 in the first half? I think he airballed yeah. a really bad shot. <laughs> Did you see that one? I, I saw the air, but we had a stretch in that first quarter, and, and we're going to see this throughout the season. The Nets are not going to consistently – put up 120 a game they're just not built that way so we are going to see offensive lulls but there was a, there was a moment where he had an air ball um Royce O'Neal had an ugly looking shot DFS had an air ball we, we had a few air balls in a row there uh I like the fact that Lonnie Walker is aggressive he's someone who I think we could have used last year in those in those second units 
Um, he, he's even though he's zero for four, he's still going to shoot. He's still going to look for his shot. Look, this is a team that that he was on last year. Obviously, some jitters there. Um, that's okay. Sometimes guys use that to their advantage. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not worried about him. You, you know, just looking at the way him and Dennis Smith Jr. play, they can be a very, very cool backcourt off the bench if, if those two guys play together. Um, defensively, they're, they're both pretty sound, and, and offensively, Lonnie can can put it up from mid range in three. Dennis can can sort of get it in the paint a little bit more. I agree. I definitely agree. And going back to Baisley, he's only he's only 23 years old. You know, he, he started when he was uh, 20. He started getting games with OKC starting. Uh, 20, 21, started 55 games. 21, 22, started 53 games, 69 games in total. And uh, last year, he only played 43 games. He was traded from OKC, uh, went to Phoenix. After the KD trade, didn't get any time, really. But very interesting. 20 of 53 from three. That's 37%. Imagine this guy could play good defense, which he's known for, does, and could shoot 35% from three. Ooh, he's someone who could be huge. That would be huge, right? Very he interesting. A, he can be a good player. Cam Thomas has just tied the game at 82. Now this is the defense that I was talking about. They have limited the Lakers to nine Second quarter points, I believe, right? They had 71 um, at the half. So they've limited them to nine second quarter points as I think it was that Austin Reeve drills a three. Uh, so now, yeah. So, but Nets, Nets are playing some some really good. Oh, wow. Heat check. Who was that? Was that Cam? Oh, man. We're having a little bit of a scoring battle between Austin Reeves and Cam Thomas. Let's see this like shot. They threw it up. Bang. Oh, that was ice in his veins, Cam. Look, he is the forgotten guy. We have, you know, you know, the Nets Discord. It's Ben Simmons. Is he is he gonna be back? It's Mikhail and Cam Johnson. How good are they? So Reeves and Reeves and Thomas are basically just doing it out right now. As Reeves, it's another one. Um, but we forget how good Cam Thomas can be because he was our best player when we were losing games. As the fourth or fifth scorer. Oh, he hits another one. Did you see the third one in a row by Cam? Yeah, I'm watching seeing it. Now I caught up now. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is awesome. Oh, Reeves, Reeves got to go again, right? No, shut the – You're going to call a foul on that, man? Are you out of your mind? What, what Reeves drove, he got uh, he got fouled a court. Oh, no, who who was that? That was Reeves. That was Reeves. Yeah, but that got- was such a – you know what I hate when when guys are and what happened was Reeves drove he threw up a wild shot like behind his back and they called a foul. That's not a foul. If you get a shot like that up, that should not be rewarded with free throws. That's not a re- you're not going through contact to get that call. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Reeves is a nice player though. He's Cam seventeen point six to seven from the field, three of four from three, and he's shutting everybody up. Where uh, where do you have the Lakers in the West? Man, I don't even know. I, I haven't honestly. I've not looked at the West yet. Well, I, I still got to well, look at the rosters and stuff. Let's uh, talk about it for a sec. I mean, you you know who basically is on the team? Are yeah, they better than Phoenix? I was gonna say no. I was gonna say I, I would have okay. them maybe at the four through six. They always overperform and they always find a way to make a move. Like last year, they it looked like they weren't gonna make the playoffs. Then all of a sudden, they just redo the whole roster somehow, and they wind up making a run, making a little run. But but still, it's like stuff like that. You just one of these teams 
that you just can't count out. They're like fucking annoying. Trendon Watford getting his first minutes as a Brooklyn net. Nice take. Ooh, that was pretty. Trendon Watford with a little four-foot push shot. Pete, I'm liking the guys Marks has brought in. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a tough shot. Torrey and Prince. No, look, there's an energy that was here when McHale and them got here as Watford. No, it was an offensive foul. There was an energy that got here with McHale and Cam and Dorian Finney-Smith and Spence, but we still had a lot of those old role players in Yuta Watanabe and Patty Mills and Seth Curry that didn't quite fit with this group. So what Marks did, all right, you guys want to sign elsewhere? You want me to trade? Whatever the case is, you don't make sense on this team. Sorry, Patty, we don't need your veteran leadership anymore. We're going to bring in hungry guys looking to prove themselves in the NBA. That's Dennis Smith Jr. That's Darius Baisley. That's Trendon Wadford. That's Lonnie Walker. Uh, it makes sense, and you're seeing it in this game. These are all guys without egos. These are all guys that just want to make a career, a significantly long career in the NBA, and this is the perfect scenario for them to do it. Who was that? As Clowney gets called for an offensive foul, so that's two bad plays for Noah Clowney. The, the turnover initially and then getting called for an offensive foul as the Lakers are up seven points with about four minutes left in the third. Pete, what else are you seeing in this game? Anything, anything we're missing? I, I, uh, I think you nailed it. Is there anyone that's been quiet? I'm going to look at the box score now. I want to see if there's anyone that, uh, that I'm oh, missing that's, that's been kind of quiet, that hasn't really done anything. But they took the starters out. Bridges only had 15 minutes. Flax had 15 minutes. He was three or three, seven points. Uh, you know, we're going to see the benches now, right? First preseason game, you don't get to see the starters more than 15, 20 minutes. I, I think we covered a, a lot of people. Amarni Brooks only had uh, a minute 17. Jalen Wilson. He's, he's in available. there now. Yeah, they both they both just checked in. Brooks and Wilson are getting their first uh their first minutes of the game. That, that let's look at that. That's something I want to see. I'm gonna Oof, scout them in right. real time for you. Hell yeah. Ooh. Oh, you gotta finish that, Mr. Wilson. Uh, he got fouled. All right. Jalen Wilson to the bucket on the break, missed the bunny, but but got hit. For some reason, now you're ahead of me again because he just, just got fouled right about now. Bro, I'm like a wizard with the DVR. I just – you ever see the, Lo- the show Loki, the Marvel show? It's all about time. Don't tell me about it. I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I have to wait for it. Watch oh, it with my girlfriend. It's, it's all, insane. It's shit. so good. Shut this up. is a Nets, Nets podcast, but I support all Marvel superheroes. No DC. I agree. We're cool with that. DC is for babies and my dad. Who lo- My dad always oh, like, he's like, your, he's like, he's like, he's new uh, you gotta see new Batman Superman. He's not. He's, he can be a baby sometimes. Okay. You gotta go see the Flash. Shut up, Dad. I don't like DC, man. Three, uh, three nineteen left at least for me. Yep, I'm, we're on the same page right now. Don't worry. Yeah, ninety nine, ninety four Lakers. Game's moving extremely slow right now. Do you like Gabe Vincent on this Lakers team? I feel like he was a Miami Heat player. I almost don't like yeah. him elsewhere. I agree. I feel like he's like a, a guy that some guys just come to Miami and they're just it. Like they just fit in perfectly. And then they sign somewhere else when they become a free agent, maybe make a little bit more money. And then it just doesn't work. It's very interesting. I can agree with that. I, uh, 
I don't know. I just feel like he hit on my he he fit on Miami so well, and it's just gonna be. I feel like playing with LeBron and playing with Jimmy Butler are two different things. Both guys are crazy competitors that want to win, but they want to do so differently. I don't know. We we've also seen LeBron a lot of times when he struggles. You know, guys around him are the scapegoats. Last year it was Westbrook. The Lakers get off to a rugged start. People might be pointing the fingers at Gabe Vincent. I don't know. If yeah, D'Lo could withstand guy. last year, they're not going to point the fingers at D'Angelo Russell because he faded they in the them. playoffs. I know, but he faded in the playoffs, and he still got paid this offseason. Because they had to keep him. It was like a cap thing. You're going to lose an asset for free. He had a, his bird rights. So it's something like that. I know a lot of Lakers fans were really like, don't sign him. Oh, he sucks. But then they loved him when he came. It's very They have like a love-hate relationship. With D'Lo, it's very strange. Looking on the other side, uh, Hachimura, such a good player. 19 points, 8 of 14 from the field. He should have been a net. He's a guy yeah. that I wish we went after at the trade deadline. It's just did, He's just a good player. What did the Lakers give up for him? Like two second-round picks or some shit? We couldn't do that? Yeah, they gave up Come nothing on. for him. That's he's got 19. He leads the way. He leads everybody, I think. Outside of Cam Thomas, who has 26 points right now. My goodness. Um, Christian Wood struggling as a Laker. Two points in 15 minutes, one of five from the field. Interesting. Do you think the Nets should have gotten Christian Wood? I was a very big person uh, on the Nets try, trying to get him, but I don't know. I, I, this, he plays well. Numbers look good, but then they say the attitude is so bad that a young big man shooting 35-plus from, from, from three – is not going to be getting a contract. I, I I don't get it. Yeah, there's something off there. I, I wanted Christian Wood. I thought we could have used him. Uh, but at the same time, he's I don't think he's a tough big man. Like I don't think guys go up against him and they fear him in terms of like getting your shot blocked, bodying you. So from that angle, I wouldn't have loved it. But at the same time, I wanted a, a stretch big man. So I don't you know I, I was willing to sacrifice being a bang bro to be more of a stretch big. And it's see, listen, Harry Giles right now, I, I know, we know he's only played like four or five minutes. If Dayron is hurt, what do you have to lose to try this guy as your backup five? Absolutely. Especially if, if uh, Dayron is out, it's going to be like uh, all hands on deck because you get, you get a chance, you get a couple minutes, you get a couple minutes and we'll see what fits. That has to be Harry the game plan, right? Harry Giles is 6'11". He's 25 years old. He was a monster coming out of high school. He was supposed to be the next best best thing. Obviously, things didn't work out. Got hurt. Gets drafted by the Kings. Plays in Sacramento for a few years. Um, but and, and he's kind of been forgotten in the NBA the last few years, I think. But uh, he is someone who the Nets can desperately need. And, and, and if, he, if he's consistently hitting that mid-range shot, it's just going to change the way the second unit runs so well. Oh, absolutely. I think he was supposed to be like a top three pick. Like at some, like in high school, he was picked like the, maybe like the best player coming out of high school. And uh, looking over his stats, the last time he was in the NBA, 2021, played 38 games with Portland. Uh, I believe, not, I know, the Clippers signed him, I think, last year to like a, a roster, a training camp roster type deal. He got he gets hurt in the first preseason game, and I think he played for their G League team towards the end of the year. I might be wrong about that. 
But uh, I think that was his last NBA action. His three-point numbers are kind of funny. He was 0 of 6 from three his rookie year, 0 of 2 his second year. And the the third year in Portland, he was 8 of 23 for 34.8%. So not a guy that's going to stretch the floor. Um, But if he gives you a little mid-range shot, that's a lot more than any – Oh. Christian, who is who's number 35 in the Lakers? Yeah, Christian Wood just got yeah. bailed out with a soft foul call, man. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Pete, the way the Nets have come to play defense in this third quarter, I know it's not the starters. I I I don't necessarily care. They've been uh they've been really giving it to the Lakers. No, I'm 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 happy it's not the starters because I want to see the bench playing defense out there, right? Yeah, they keep the, the camera keeps panning to Cam Johnson. He looks excited, man. I'm excited to see him out there too. You mean Cam uh, Cam Thomas? No, Cam Johnson. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I've seen. I, I I have like five windows open looking at stats. You, so uh, I'm all over the place. All right, we got ourselves a ball game. And by the way, for everyone listening, we're gonna stop recording at the end of the third quarter so everyone can go enjoy the fourth quarter because uh, this looks to be looks to be a game. Um, I did want to point out, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Claxton. They were talking in the offseason about Claxton spacing the floor a little bit. I don't want him shooting threes, but I'd like to see him in that mid-range a little bit. Uh, his two field goals, and I believe he only has, what, two field goals, right? Oh, three of three from the field for seven points. All his all his buckets were, uh, were near the cup. Two were hook shots, and I, I think the last one was a push shot that he banked in. Uh, but I would like to see Claxton – take a mid-range shot every once and again. My issue, and, and obviously this is Nets fans' biggest fear, is with him and Simmons, the floor just shrinks offensively. Because oh, if, if one if one of them's next to the basket and the other one drives, you, it's going to get congested. It's going to make it hard for both guys to score. Um, I would like to see Claxton run out a little bit to that baseline and hit that 8- to 10-footer. Listen, I want him to take the three just because if he can shoot anything close to 30%, 32%, it's just going to open up the floor that much more, and it's going to be something that other teams have to at least look out for. You can't have a big man leaving Claxton all alone. Maybe that helps the rebounding then, right? You have a better chance of getting offensive rebound if the other team's center has to cover Claxton at three. If Ben's playing, right, his man's going to sag off him a little bit Having clacks in the corner, maybe, that helps. The opposing other center can't just wait for Ben to drive by. It's either going to have to be that or it's going to be Ben Simmons picks up a set three-point shot. And which one's more likely? Yeah. Right. You know, you know. Yeah, I don't got to say it. I'd, I'd listen. Mm-hmm. If it happens, I'd love it. If both things happen, I'd love it. The Nets are challenging. I think it was called a defensive foul on the floor. Noah Clowney looked to be set, so the Nets challenged, but I think what the refs are going to say is he was moving his feet, so the challenge is unsuccessful. Well, the refs are, are wrong. The Nets the are, are right. You like what the kid's doing in, in terms of putting his body in there, going up against a you know, proven offensive player like Christian Wood, not backing down. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the Nets struck gold on Nick Claxton. They did pretty well with Jared Allen. It's hard for me to think that they're going to strike out with Noah Clowney. Even though you and I have not seen things that 
we love from this kid, I find it difficult for them to strike out because they seem to draft big men pretty darn well. You're right. If there's one thing that Marks does do well, it is the drafting. And uh, he, I, I don't want to say he rarely misses. He's had some miss. Isaiah Whitehead, you could say, was a miss, right? But that wasn't a big man. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I'm just saying in drafting in general, I like uh, what, what Marks has done. But I'm trying to think for a big man. Um, I was going to say Chris McCullough, but Chris McCullough was already – was already here. That's a. I'm trying to think. Was there a bust for big men that, that they drafted? I, I feel like there was one, but I can't think of it. Oh yeah, there was uh, Reggie Evans. No, what? Reggie not Reggie Evans. Evans. Reggie Perry. Ah, uh, was he? Was he? Yeah, he was a second rounder. He was a second was a round pick. Or something. He was like bad. That. He was not a good player. Noah Clowney, offensive board. All right. Nets are down 103-96 with a minute 44 left in the third. Oh, man. Oh, bad offensive possession. Turnover. I think it was Brooks. Just out of sync. All right. All right. It happens. Nets, Nets are basically playing like 7-12 to 12 right now in terms of their, their depth. Oh, absolutely. Who's uh, the best player on the court right now? Let's take a look. So it's Jalen Wilson, Darius Baisley, Brooks, Noah Clowney, and Trendon Watford. Who would you say is the best player on the floor? Baisley, right? Yeah, I'd say Baisley or Watford. Probably Baisley. Watford is like more of a solid player, but a lower ceiling. I was talking to a couple uh, Blazers podcasts, and that's what they said. Like, listen, this guy's solid. They wanted him back, but um, it's it's more of a, a lower ceiling uh, guy sort of, sort of thing. I think that's fair. Um, who just hit? So Armani Brooks hit a three, but then Christian Woods, Christian Woods just bullying everyone. He goes down the lane for two and the foul. Uh, I guess Christian Wood heard me talking trash about him because he's yeah, he he's just killing. He's just killing the Nets right now. He's roasting you. you know, he's only he's only six nine. Christian Wood. How old is he? But like he's mad. He's still mad young. He's twenty eight. Yeah, that's he's prime age, man. Damn, I wish we signed him. Yeah, but the fact that he's 6'9", he looks a lot bigger than 6'9". He's a big frame, I think. That's what it is. Jalen Wilson for three. It didn't look pretty. That was a gross-looking miss. That's the one area he has to get better at, right? The three, Jalen Wilson. He was not a great three-point shooter in college. Uh, I think it was last year he did well. But before that, it was an amp. You know, I I, I like Jalen Wilson. I think he's going to get minutes eventually. Uh, I'm really excited to see him the next preseason game. I want to see Clowney more. Obviously, we want to see the starters. Is there anyone you want to see the next couple preseason games as uh, we wrap up? Trendon Watford to the lane for two plus the foul. He took your ceiling. And he raised that motherfucker. Um, That's okay. That was, that was a nice play. Is there anything anyone I want to see? I mean, he's hurt right yeah. now, but I want to see Whitehead. I want to see Derek Whitehead. Uh, they said he's doing one-on-ones. He's not quite at five-on-five yet, but he's getting there. He is a guy who – he's a scorer, man. Like, he can score the basketball. Talk about lulls offensively for the Brooklyn Nets in that second unit. He can come in and give you buckets. You know, if you have a guy like him and then you have a Royce O'Neal in that second unit – those are two guys that can score the basketball. You surround them with, with just Dennis Smith Jr., 
Lonnie Walker, another score. Darius Baisley, defense. Watford, defense. As uh, the Lakers hit a three. Oh, man, the Lakers have just shot the ball very well from beyond the arc. So the final score at the third is 110-102. As, uh, I think that was uh, Christie with the three, Max Christie. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm I excited to see Dar- Derek Whitehead. That That's the guy that, you know, when we had the capper on, he raved about. Yeah. Um, that's the guy I want to see. That's fair. So overall, obviously, this is just the third quarter. Do you want, are you laughing at me? You always laugh at me. I feel like you're no, laughing no. at me sometimes. Bastard. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. Uh, laughing at me. I'm laughing at the that this this is probably our first live live Nets game. So I'm loving it. The laughter is genuinely happy. Okay, bastard. I don't know if I trust you, but whatever. I was gonna say, um, kind of wrapping up. It's only been three quarters. What what are your takes from the first three quarters? But what are your story tomorrow at the water cooler? What like what are you talking about? Your three, four main points. I'll give you three. All right. Number one. Okay. What we saw from Ben Simmons tonight is extremely promising. It was one of the most debated topics in Nets Discord. Is Ben Simmons going to be a shell of himself? Or is he actually going to be good like everyone in in the Nets? Twitter's fear has said he will be. Well, not in the Nets Twitter sphere, but in the Nets organization. He's working hard. He's this, he's that. Um, what we saw today was great. Number two, what we saw from the rest of the starters, not named Mikhail and Cam. So I'm talking Dinwiddie and Cam Thomas, those two guys. It looks like they, they're sort of okay with their adjusted roles. Dinwiddie, without the ball, the catch and shoot, had 12 points on four three-pointers. Like I said, no assists early in the episode. That was interesting to see, but he did a good job there. And then Cam Thomas, hey, you want to start? Okay, go the fuck off, Cam Thomas. 26 points for him. So, um, you know, those those two things. And then if I had to pick a third thing, I would just say the athleticism on this team it was evident tonight. Maybe we weren't as big as the Lakers, right? We couldn't really stop Anthony Davis. We couldn't stop Hachimura. Wood had a nice third quarter there. That's fine. We're not going to beat people with our size. But we're going to piss the shit out of the teams with the way we hustle, the way we go after loose balls, the way we defend. You saw Dennis Smith Jr. You talked about it. Whoever he was Ding up, he was Ding him up right past half court. He was in LeBron's face a few times. Um, there is an intensity defensively that we just did not have last season and we did not see. And this is one of the most athletic Nets teams I can remember in recent memory. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> For my three, uh, obviously Ben and Cam, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you, you talked about it, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, hit the nail on the head or whatever the, the phrase is. Tremendous game. I can, what he missed like two, three shots. Ben, you're just happy to see him play and play freely, not nervous about taking hits, going to the line. And I think that maybe that's the biggest story of everything. But the last thing I'm going to say is uh, the defense and the rebounding still being an issue. I want to see next game to see if there's any improvement. If Cam Johnson comes back and this continues, that's going to be an issue for me. Can you pick one highlight of this game if you had to take this uh, with you tomorrow to show everybody? The Ben Dunk, right? It's got to be, right? You kind of have to. Yeah, some of those Dinwiddie threes were insane. The the several shot clock bail out the end. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be a homer. No, I think some of the – yeah, I mean, Dinwiddie's your boy. 
And then some of the Cam Thomas uh, shots were insane. But, yeah, it's got to be the Ben Simmons throwing it down, intensity, ferociousness. Um, oh, I just I just want a three. I just, oh, here we go. Watford in the lane. Ugh. All right, Watford gets fouled. Watford's been taking it to the rack. He hasn't really been able to finish, but he's been going strong. It's so good for him. All right, Pete, that does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets with Spen and Pete. Any final words for the listeners? Yep. Uh, I'm going to have an episode of Net Fans You Know, my podcast, coming out on Wednesday. And funny enough, I debated, and it was a very good debate. I'm very excited to throw this out. A debate of Spence versus Cam going deep into the basketball nerd analytic type shit, talking strategy, talking coaching, whatever. And uh, I was a guest on For the Love of the Game. It's a basketball podcast by uh, his name is Eric Andre. And I just talked about the Nets. Check out my Twitter. All the links will be there, at Netflix, you know. Check out the YouTube, at Netflix, you know. Check out Fireside's YouTube, and uh, that's it, man. I want to do that quick. Let's go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and let's hopefully win this game.